0: Welcome to BS with Bethany Simcoe. I am your host, Bethany Simcoe. This podcast episode is going to be a little bit unconventional. We're not jumping into like, why did I name it BS? And you can guess because my initials are BS, but we will actually be doing that, like the name and the branding behind that and like the reasoning behind that in episode two. I'm launching this podcast on March 7th. March 7th is the one year anniversary from when I moved to Texas out of my hometown and it was so scary, but so fulfilling. This episode is going to be all about why I decided to move everything that I learned when I decided to move and just everything behind that. So we'll get into the actual intro to the podcast in episode two. But I just want to hop right into this immediately and talk about it because it's the one year anniversary. I'm so big about anniversaries. I feel like they are so powerful you can see exactly how much you've grown from like year to year when you talk about things. So anniversaries for me are always so powerful. they are always times of remembrance and of change and of celebration. So having this podcast launch on March seventh is such a big deal to me. It's so exciting. I decided to start this podcast three days ago now. So we are three days of the process filming the first episode by the time this launches, it will have been five days since I decided to launch podcasts. And this will happen very quickly. That's kind of how I work. If I don't start it immediately, it will never happen. So this has been something I've always wanted to do. Again, we'll talk about it a little bit more in episode two, but let's get right into. I want to start this doing. I want to do this thing called three three one at the beginning of these episodes. That's something I do with myself every night, um, and when I had clients for my social media management program, I would have them do that with me as well. So it's called three three one. It's three things that you are grateful for, three things that you did well that day, and then one thing that you are working on and one thing you can improve on. So I'm doing them for the week, like three things I'm grateful for this week, three things I can work on this week, or three things I'm doing well this week, and then one thing that I want to work on. So my three for right now are I am grateful that I have the resources and the community to start this podcast. It's kind of incredible. It's something that I feel very passionate about. I feel very lucky that I get to start this and I get to do this with you guys. Um, and I am grateful my one year in Texas is coming up and I get to host in my apartment for the very first time. You guys can't tell me you're actually in my living room right now. I just have a sheet set up. My kitchen's behind us, my view of like all of my balconies in front of us. So this place is gonna have to be transformed into a partyable place very soon, um, which is exciting because I never hosted here. It's my second apartment that I lived at in Texas and I'm excited for people to come hang out, come celebrate my one year in Austin. Um, and I'm grateful that the weather is warming up here. I feel like my mood is so very affected by the weather. The fact that it's now getting warm enough for me to have my windows down, blast the music. I am exactly where I need to be. You know, like every time it warms up here, mid like March and April is prime time in Texas. It's beautiful. I love every second of it. Um, and then three things that I am working on, the three things I'm doing well, like projects or whatever, I'm trying to get into a niche on TikTok, but stay authentic with products that I love. I think I've noticed a little bit that I've been sharing a lot more like my personality on my like spam page and a lot more like my product focus on my TikTok, like my main page. TikTok is my job as of right now. And so I've been trying to balance it because I love to be all over the board. Um, but I do kind of want to see what kind of growth I can see, what kind of like Metrics I can see because it is kind of fun for me to like experiment with things if I do stay niche. but I always want to share products that I love. So it's a challenge for myself is to stay niche in a way, you know, like show the products and I mean niche as in just like just sharing products or like sharing things that I am passionate about or like working into my lifestyle and then separating that from like the crazy personality, like, I don't know, spam page vibes. And they're still both very much me, but I kind of want to keep the personality in like I want to keep the personality in my main page, obviously, but I also do want to challenge myself to stay a little bit more focused and see what we can do with that. So I just think it's really interesting to see how I'm growing in both of those aspects um, and staying authentic and I am so passionate about that as well. So that's also a challenge to myself. I feel like I'm managing, the third thing is I feel like I'm managing my time a lot better. Recently, um, adding, oh, I guess we're on number two. We aren't on three yet. So number two is I am Currently adding on and finding things in my like daily or morning routine that I'm loving. I used to do like a three mile walk every morning and that like kept me so sane and so good. But then I got freezing, and that's when I kind of threw out the door and I moved so I don't have that trail anymore. I found like a new path here. It's not nearly as long of a trail, but it's something that keeps my mind clear and I love to do it in the morning, it just gets me out of bed. Um, so it's exciting. I'm adding those things back in my routine. And then I felt like I my tongue better or pretty well and staying connected with people. I think one thing I struggle with, um, this will actually be the one thing I'm working on is we'll just like dive right into that. One thing I'm working on is having more fun and working less, which is kind of ironic because now I'm adding on a whole nother thing onto my plate. But this is something that I want to keep. So the lighthearted, I love to interview people and talk to them. But I don't want this to be something that I'm constantly stressing about. Or as adding more to my plate, I want it to stay something that is vibrant for me and fun. I feel like recording is going to Take me down a notch or take away from time with my friends and my family people, more importantly, I won't record, because this is something that, again, is more of a joyful thing for me, and if I go a week or two without uploading, I would much rather have that than me to feel inhuman and work myself to the bone. Because a human first, you know, worker second, and that's what I'm trying to I'm, that's what I'm trying to digest for myself and trying to have more fun. let's get right into the topic of the podcast today. So I'm going to be talking through five things that I've learned since moving to Texas. Um, first things first, I moved to Texas at 19. It was, um, like it was honestly a snap decision. Most things I do in my life are pretty dang snap decisions. Beginning of February, I was like, I am miserable in Utah. I don't like it here. So I grew up in Utah. I never moved. I grew up, um, seven siblings. There was just sorry, six siblings. How many are there of us? We don't know. There was just a lot of us in the house. It was so chaotic. I moved around a ton once I got out of the house. And I grew up very LDS. But then like once I was out of the house, I just like bounced around like Provo to Vineyard to Orem, just like a few times within there like like six or so times within like a year. So it was just I was always bouncing around. But I was like just feeling restless. I was like, there's something here that's not it. There's something here that I am not like, is it fulfilling me? Is it clicking with me? And is isn't, isn't, uh, I just did not feel like myself. I felt very alone. It was like, I was surrounded by people, but still so alone. You know, like it feels like those, the crowd, most crowded rooms are always the most empty. And that's kind of the vibe that I was getting. I didn't feel like I had genuine friends that I connected with, that connected with me. I felt like I was limiting myself. I just felt isolated. I just, something was not it. And I definitely was like trying to branch out, like become myself, but just, I did not want to feel stuck in my hometown. At the end of the day, I really did. I just felt so very stuck in my hometown. And so I was like, all right, let's move to Texas. And I, we can dive more into like my decision behind that in a further episodes. But I, in the beginning of February, I was like, okay, let's move. And by March 7th, I was in Texas. It was insanity. It was not fun. Obviously it was so fun to like be here now, but like in the moment, I did not realize how stressful it would be. Like, I'm looking back on memories from that time and journal entries and, like, you know, texts and things like that are kind of documented in time. And I was so stressed that I literally was like throwing up. I was sick. I was breaking out. Like, it was so bad. I remember this one specific time where I was getting home. I'd been packing all night. I sold so much packing to do. I had so many, like, just logistics to make sure of. And I was getting a job in Texas because. At that point, I wasn't doing TikTok full time. I was doing social media management. So I was interviewing with some companies down here and I was rushing home from my job to get to my Zoom call. I don't know, it was like a meeting or an interview and then I was on the interview and I literally was like fighting, not to throw up the entire interview because like my body was just shutting down. She's like, Beth, we need to chill. I remember the second that Zoom call ended, I ran to the bathroom, threw up and then just started packing until like forever in the morning and there were so many tears, so much stress. But it was the most worth it thing that i had ever done so the first thing that i learned moving to texas is to trust myself i made this goal for myself and i was like you know what we are making this happen and i did so i feel like keeping promises to yourself really does build that self-esteem it kind of teaches you how to trust yourself and saying that hey i want to do this thing can we make it happen and you say yes let's make it happen and if you do make it happen you can go oh I'm the kind of person that makes it happen. I'm the kind of person that does it, you know? And if I say, I want to get out of bed in the morning and go on a walk, and then in the morning, I get out of bed and go on a walk, it puts myself at ease knowing that I can trust myself. When I make a promise to myself, I'm going to keep it. It builds self-esteem, it builds confidence, and it teaches you to trust yourself. It taught me to trust myself in a way as well because I was like, I'm a baby. I'm not even, like, I'm still technically a teenager. There's teen in my name. I don't know if I can do this. I'm just little, but I- found the apartment. I bought a car like three days before I left. I found a job down here. Like those are things that I had no clue if I could do. And then just step by step by step, like little tiny step, I did then. And it was such a cool thing to see. And now looking back, like when I don't know if I can do something, I look and I go, Beth, you moved your entire self, your entire life across the country to a city where you knew no one at nineteen. You can do whatever the hell you want. You can make it happen. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how much else you've done in your life. Like just putting yourself to a challenge and accomplishing that and looking back and saying, you made that goal for yourself and you did it. You are a badass. You are a superwoman. Like you can do it again. I trust you. Like you learn to trust yourself. Um, and just like saying, like, here's an impossible task, let's figure it out. There is so much power in that. And that is like something that I look back on all the time. I learned that I, as I take steps and I take leaps, I grow into that. You know the saying, it's like, you have to jump off the cliff and grow your wings on the way down. That never made sense to me. That just was like, okay, like fifth grade teacher, we get it. Like we want, you want us to jump off a cliff and like trust ourselves, trust your heart, whatever. But it really is like, as soon as I like stretch myself to a really uncomfortable point, then I grow into that. So if I'm like in this little wall and I expand like my outer shell, there's that core that's like, whoa, hello, where'd my walls go? Like I was so cozy and comfortable in here. Now you've expanded me out here. And that's like the, really the thing of like the comfort zone, right? Like you, you have to like expand those walls first and let yourself like fill into that. I... Had I did not make enough money to like have an apartment down here. I think the most I ever paid for an apartment before that, I was like sharing. It was probably like, half of what I was paying when I was going to come down here. I was like, I don't make that much, but I got an extra job and I made it happen. I made myself make that much. You know, like as soon as I like I needed to do something, I rose to the occasion because I would have just kept like probably making the same amount of money. You know, like it was no big deal. Like I was, it was a good life. It was a fine life, but expanding myself and letting myself like step into that was insane. Like, I didn't know people, but it gave me the opportunity to get to know people. So that goes into number two, that really is kind of like what the number two was, is I learned to grow into myself. This kind of goes into like, I was very limited in my hometown in Utah, I just did not feel like myself, I just felt limited. I felt like there was an image of myself that I had to like portray, I was like scared to disrupt that. And I kind of learned that I'm allowed to take the good parts of myself and shed everything else. I'm allowed to take the good parts from Utah and not just like hate everything from Utah, but just realize that there are so many people who made me the unique dynamic human being that I am today. And like those unique circumstances compounded me into exactly who I am today. And I'm allowed to take those habits that I want and shed everything else. I'm allowed to grow into myself in ways of like, you know what, if I used to gossip, let's, this is my chance to stop doing that. If I used to spend in a way I didn't want to, this is my chance to correct that. If I used to let myself be around people who didn't value me, this is my chance to correct that. So I grew into myself that way because I started setting new boundaries for myself, new standards for myself. The more that I reached for, the more that I got. And I did kind of like write down those same circumstances of like the rent and the ability to make new friends. And I just really did rise to the occasion in those. And I, those weren't things that I knew I was capable of, but I knew that I wanted to go to Texas and I was going to do anything and everything in my power to make it happen. Um, the mindset I was in, in Utah really just made me afraid to post and made me afraid to start things, made me afraid to do what I wanted to do. So I just had to learn to distance myself from that hometown voice and just create that hometown voice is something that I kind of think about a lot because it's, it's that thing that is in the back of your head, just saying, like, oh, I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if you should post that. That's really cringy. Who's gonna listen to your voice? Who's gonna watch your videos? That hometown voice is just keeping you small. It's just keeping you in this little safe place. You know, like it's just it's telling you that like your imposter syndrome is true. It's telling you that, you know, you only deserve so much, or that it's cringy to do these things, or that it's weird. I will admit, I look back. I am one of the cringiest human beings that I have ever like laid eyes on. And that's what I'm working on is like having love for that quote unquote cringy girl because she got me to where I am today. I'm going to look back on so many things, possibly even this episode and go, holy cow, I was so cringy. But you have to remember, no matter where you are, you are doing the best that you know how. Right now, I am doing the best that I know how. A year ago, I was doing the best that I know how. And... That doing my best got me away from that hometown voice and transformed me to who I am right now. So being afraid of being cringy never got anyone anywhere. And that's something that I feel very strongly about. And I kind of challenge you guys to like recognize that hometown voice. And even if you stay in your hometown or stay somewhere you feel limited, recognize that voice and just say, okay, so what if this is true? And what if this is bullshit? Right? Bullshitting with belly go. Weird, how we worked that one in. So number three is I learned how to be alone with myself. So, this is something I talked about. Quite a bit on my episode with lauren wilson on the lowdown i encourage you guys to go listen to that she is incredible that interview was so fun And honestly is one of the big reasons that i feel comfortable starting a podcast i was on there with her and i was like oh my god i I can do this i can speak and i can have things to say and i can do a podcast so shout out to lauren wilson she's a wonderful woman one that we talked about is that i used to be with people for validation i was one of those people that was never alone I will like call up a friend I'm like, can I go to the grocery store? Do you want to come with me? Or like there were just things that I I hated being alone on a Friday night, you know, and I just like I liked to be with people and I liked to be liked by everyone. I tried, I made a point to like know everyone's names in the hallway. I would wave to people. Like it was something that I held at a high standard for myself. I was like, you have to be friends with everyone, you have to talk to everyone, you have to da-da-da. Like it was something that I felt very strongly about was being friends with everyone and talking to everyone and always being with someone but I never gave time to myself to like process and like figure out that maybe I'm less of an extrovert than I thought I was because over the summer breaks, I'd be alone for like three months with only my close friends and my family. And I would feel so confident. I'd feel so self-assured. I would feel just like comfortable in my skin. I would feel calm. And then I would get back to school and that feeling would last for a month or two. And then that like that cycle of just like I need to be friends with everyone. I need to be more. I need to do that, like I, it feels like my brain was on a million miles an hour, and I didn't give myself time to process or to be alone or to be quiet in my own head, and that affected me a lot. And so, moving down to Texas, I had a twenty-hour drive just by myself with my own head. I packed up everything I owned in my little Equinox. Couldn't even see about out my back mirror. It was insanity, but so fun. And I just had 20 hours to myself to think and I didn't have service for most of the drive, which I Would I just put on a podcast or listen to music or just shut it off and listen to my thoughts. Like it was, I got to the point where my friends would call me and I'd be like, I'd either not answer or just be like, Hey, you know what? Like I'm with my thoughts right now. I'm, I'm learning about myself right now. I'm thinking like, it was just so much fun to learn to be in my own head and to be friends with the voice in my head. That's an ongoing process. And it's something that I'm always going to be You know, working on, but learning to be okay with myself has been so powerful. I think I also leaned on people for like emotional stability, for validation. I wanted to be seen with people. I wanted to like feel okay that I was with people. And learning to validate my own self and my own emotions was so powerful. There were points where I, would spend days alone and I mean days without seeing another human being without having any contact without speaking to anyone my only point of contact would have been my phone on TikTok like that was it and so I was just so immensely lonely I got a taste of that like isolation lonely feeling um a few days ago because right now I'm in a long distance relationship and I kind of had a taste of that isolation again that loneliness just like feeling so alone. I mean, at least this time I wasn't alone in a crowded room. Like at least there was like, there wasn't people around me who claimed to care about me, but like in reality, you can just feel that disconnect. So this was better because I was just, you know, like no one was, I wasn't latching onto anything that had no substance, but it was so incredibly isolating and so incredibly lonely. But I look back on those times as some of the best times of my life, because I learned to give myself a hug. Like this sounds sad, but I promise It was very empowering after the moment, but like, I remember one very specific time where I was like, this is a mistake. I don't like it here. I don't know anybody. I am so lonely. My apartment doesn't have a light in the bedroom. I was so mad about that. I thought my apartment was a lot nicer than it was, but I got there and it was kind of a dump. And I was like, you're kidding me. I have to live here. Like there was just so many things. I locked myself out of my apartment. Like I, the first time I ever got in my apartment, I had to break in through the window. There was just so many things and I was exhausted. I just sat down on my bed and I sobbed. I was like, I hate it here. What am I doing here? I made a mistake. I need to go home. And that feeling lasted on and off and there was one night where I was just sobbing and I like wrapped myself up in a blanket and like held myself in my own arms and leaned up against a wall to feel like I had some human touch because I was just like I hadn't been touched by like a human being, a friend or family or anyone in weeks. And I was like, I just need human touch. Like it was so difficult, but it was so powerful because I learned to do that for myself. When you do move, if you ever do move, you know, in this move, I learned to take that time alone for advantage. And um, you will make like new friends eventually. And I did make friends and they are incredible, but it's rare that you get that level of alone time. So I really feel blessed that I did get that level of alone time. It's uncomfortable to like see that growth, but you find some podcasts, you find a fat journal, you sit down, you make those new habits for yourself and you learn what yourself would do completely alone. Like if you were left alone on a deserted Island with no one around you that you knew, what would you do? How would you break yourself into a new life? How would you, you know, like what habits would you form? I really was so lucky that I got that reset just get those get to the dreams you've been meaning to get to you'll meet people in time. But I really do look back on that as like, holy cow, I really do. I would go back, but I do appreciate it for the time that I did have number four, learn to find magic in every day, no matter the city. This is something I had to do while I still lived in Utah, is I started trying to find the magic in every single day before I moved because moving will not solve your problems, it will not change your life your attitude around moving will. So your perspective change will. I tried to change my perspective before Utah and try to fall in love with my life there so that I could get to Austin and fall in love with my life here. Just getting in that habit is so powerful. So every single day, I would just be like, wow, what here am I so lucky to experience? Like driving to work, I'd be like, holy cow, I get to see the mountains every single day. That is beautiful. I'll be like, oh my gosh, I have a job like that I get to do. Like, I get to work in social media that is so cool. Or just like finds a little bits of magic, could be like, wow, this outfit really came together. It is kind of practicing that gratitude, but it's also another way to put it is finding like awe in your life, being in awe of your life that I like you created because I had created a beautiful life for myself in Utah, and I'm sure you have created a beautiful life for yourself. There is something in your life to be in awe of, but you will not find it unless you do. It's not gonna just magically be like, here, punch you in the face, be grateful, be in awe of your life, life's amazing. You have to look for those things or even the most incredible things will become mundane. Even like living in a beach house for the rest of your life and eating chia seed bowls every morning is going to become mundane to you if you don't take the time to be grateful for it and be in awe of that. So I did that before I moved to Texas and it made such a difference because on the drive, I was able to be like, wow, like this is incredible. Even though i driving for 20 hours and I'm so tired and I want to like go back home and get a hug from my mom. It was so powerful. Um, it made me love the life that I had there and grateful for I moved. Um, when I So by prepping there, I was able to find the magic here. When I got to Texas, I let myself be a freaking tourist. I was like, this is my city now and I'm going to go explore. I remember driving downtown after I had like gone to the gym. That's another thing I do suggest when you get to a new city or moving or a new routine, just set that routine as quickly as you can. So like that was like one of the first things I did down here was like find a gym. So I remember I had gone to the gym and I had I was getting back and I was like it's kinda late night, but like I don't want to call it a night yet. I don't know what to do. And so I drove downtown. I had the windows down. I was blasting music. And I just wide-eyed stared at like the city the entire time as I drove through. I was like, holy shit, this is my city. I get to live here. All of these buildings are huge. I think like the biggest city i would ever driven through was Salt Lake City. So going down to Austin, Austin's a rather small city. But I was like, oh my gosh. Like I was in awe. I was like a kid on Christmas. It generally was like I was seeing Disneyland for the first time. And I let myself have that sense of awe. And now every time I pass the city, I have to remind, I, I do remind myself, be in awe of this city. Because I remember like those first like 100 times that I passed the city and being like, are you kidding me? That's gorgeous. So now every time I pass, I make a point to be like, that's gorgeous. And it, it just like fulfills you. It fills you with a sense of awe. So something in your life, there's to take the second to be in awe of that. And it was it was beautiful like that's one. Of, it's a very cherished memory for me just like driving through the city it was so brand new and now i drive those streets and i'm like oh yeah like whatever this is like caesar chavez like whatever no big deal but then it was like this is a whole new world this is absolutely beautiful in every sense um i also let myself do touristy things like go get sushi and eat at zilker park which is still something i do to this day not exactly touristy or like look at the bats on the bridge or things like that and just like experience myself and it was so good to like get out of my comfort zone and take myself out on dates. I didn't have friends so I had to go walk around the domain by myself and go get lunch by myself and go on work dates by myself. Take myself out on a date to sushi. Take myself to Road Park. Everywhere I went, I was by myself and I got so comfortable talking to strangers and asking a stranger, "Hey, can you take a picture of me?" Or just like being by myself. It was the most fulfilling, empowering thing. And I got over that anxiety of being seen alone in public alone. Because that's like something you're terrified, especially like in high school. You're like, um, I would rather die than be seen eating lunch alone. Are you kidding me? No, thank you. But now it's something I'm like, oh yeah, like after the gym or in the middle of the day, like let's go alone. Let's go take myself out wherever I want to be and let's just be alone. It is so powerful. Learning to be your own best friend, I cannot get over the power of that. Um, then when you get into... So going back to like the magic of every day, I think I kind of rambled a little bit right there. But so trying to fall in love with the city you are at now is going to really help prep you to romanticize the new city that you're in. I think kind of what I'm getting at here is romanticizing your life. Romanticizing your life kind of like was, I feel like it's like a TikTok thing that has like been brought to light and it has changed so much for me. And being able to romanticize my life first in Utah and then in Austin has been so powerful. When we get into a new city, you've got new energy with limitless potential. You can actually step into that because you've been practicing that. And you can continue to find magic at least once a day wherever you are and it's so, so powerful. Even when you miss everyone you've ever known and you feel so alone, you still have that power. The fifth thing that I learned moving to Austin, moving across the freaking country, is I learned the beauty in distance. I was so far from everyone that I knew, everyone that I loved, and it was scary. And I had a sister down here. Uh, She still is here in Liberty Hill. We were on speaking terms at the time, so it was equally hard to know that I do have someone here, but I can't talk to her, you know? So it was like, again, a little bit isolating. So the beauty in distance, as I've been away from Utah, I've learned to enjoy it. And I've learned to see, oh, there actually is a lot of beauty in Utah. And now that it's not in my face, and I don't feel like I'm, constantly in contact with the people there who I don't feel fulfill me or constantly in contact with the weather there that I doesn't like I don't feel fulfills me. There's so many things there that I don't feel that I connect with and that I feel so suffocated by things like my family, the religion. There's so many things that I just feel like I could not wait to escape or like push away from me. And for the longest time, I, I said the longest time, it's only been a year, but like, as the months have gone by, it's, gone from like a screw you, I'll show you what I can do, I'll prove it to you. Get out of my face. I can do what I want. Like it's gone from like a shoving them away to like a, okay, I can come back and visit when I need to. And I can leave when I need to. There is beauty in distance. Because I can come back and I can take, you know, a little deep breath and be like, okay, this is Utah and I'm gonna leave before it touches me again. You know, I'm gonna leave before it gets to me and I'm gonna leave before I feel suffocated by it again. But I can go for a few days and just enjoy the beauty. It's a little lot of family connections as well. That saying good fences make good neighbors is so true in this context, those boundaries and that distance has created a lot more of a healthy connection because I don't feel like I have to like constantly prove my independence, because I can go there for a second and I can leave whenever I need to and come back to my life in Austin that I built for myself, remind myself who I am. And so I can still enjoy the beauty there. I can enjoy my family there now that we're not on top of each other. And it's like that kind of thing. I don't know if you've ever had like a sibling or a parent or a friend you really just butt heads with but as soon as you moved out or you had distance or maybe you shared a room with them and you finally left the room like you don't hate each other anymore all of a sudden you're like holy cow like I actually like this person because they're not constantly overstepping my boundaries they're not constantly trying to like tell me what to do we're not constantly fighting we could be in our own corners and heal and be ourselves and then step into whatever relationship we need to and not not cross as many boundaries. So now that I have my life in Austin, I'm not relying on my parents for anything, for like financial, for relationship, for like emotional support. I don't have to rely on my parents or my family. So I'm able to come to them because even no matter what they say, no matter what they do, it's not going to hurt me. Obviously, I mean, it can hurt me, but it's not going to be the end of the world. You know, if they threaten to take away like financial support it's not gonna do anything because their support like they're not supporting me like they can't threaten with finances they can't threaten with other things or be like oh you're grounded because i'm like well i live 2,000 miles away you can't so that has been very healing and with the people the relationships, the connections that were meant to stay in my life did stay in my life and that was powerful as well because it reminded me that the people who want to be there and who need to be there will be there but anyone else really is You don't need to worry about them. Their opinion, their thoughts does not matter. I want to make sure that I touched on that a little bit more is that I think the hometown voice is something that might be the biggest thing that I learned. Learning to tune out opinions that don't necessarily matter and learning to tune out voices that shouldn't be in your head. It's so powerful and it's so important and I hope that we get to touch on that a little bit more later. I think we did dive into that quite a bit today as well. So I hope that you guys have taken at least a little bit of something from this. It's been so fun to actually dive in and really talk. There's so many things that I learned moving to Texas. It was scary. It was empowering. It was so hard, but I have really grown into so much. I'm now in my second apartment here, and I don't know how long I'm gonna be in Austin, but I can see myself being here for years. I can see myself growing here. I've made so many incredible friends. The people are so authentic and so genuine. I went from, you know, kind of having like a little bit like dabbling in social media to now it's my entire job, which is something I've always, always dreamed of. And I can't wait to see where that goes. The community that we have is wonderful. And for anybody who is thinking about living across the country, I know that I listen to podcasts after podcasts, after Instagram posts, after TikTok to like finally convince me it is your time to move if this is resonating with you. I strongly suggest that you look into moving because there's something within you that knows what's up. There's something within you that knows you need to expand more. You need more room to grow. And if you are just like looking at every little thing for a sign and you're so scared what people are going to say or you're scared of like, what's the right answer? What's the traditional route? I feel like, you know, the right answer to that. The traditional route is not always the correct route. And I would know, Uh, we can talk more about that later, but I... I'm so excited to see what you guys learn from this, what you take from this. This has been a great learning experience for me. This is so fun, and I cannot wait to see you when I see you. Might be next week, might not be. Actually, I believe that I'm recording one more podcast episode right after this. So I will see you next week. And that's been BS with Bethany Simcoe.